0: Who are the top 10 running backs in the 2024 NFL Draft? I went ahead and dropped my positional rankings. We're going to go over every single one of them, one through 10. Keith's going to tell me how he feels. Y'all let me know how you feel. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day
0: what's up locked on family welcome back to the locked on nfl draft podcast your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm your boy damian parson always on the ones and twos you can find and follow me on x at dp underscore nfl i'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst and guys thank you for making locked on nfl draft your first listen today and every day shout out for being our everyday family but listen you know i gotta kick this intro to my guy mr lsu himself my partner in crime keith sanchez you can find and follow him on x at the talent code keep talking to him baby What's
1: up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers and what, man, the other side to this dynamic podcast, the dynamic duo, man, that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man, When you come to get all your best draft content. Yes, stay tapped in with us each and every single day, man. I want to say shout out to our everydays, man. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day and i want to say this man if you haven't liked the video go ahead and like this video i promise this is going to be a good video don't forget to comment man after each segment and if you're not subscribed to the channel go ahead and subscribe to the youtube channel with dp like you said man we are talking about your rankings your running backs we're going to be dropping more rankings throughout the the draft season, right? I think next up, DP will be my wide receiver ranking. So we're gonna have some fun with this, revealing our rankings to the locked on NFL draft community. Man, but DP, we're gonna talk about your rankings and get that thing going. And then, but before that, DP, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor?
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Keith, let's kick it off one through four here. All right, at number one. Now, guys. My actual number one running back went back to Ohio State. Travion Henderson went back to school. So I had to make some adjustments, uh, you know, late into the process. But number one, Florida State running back Trey Benton. Number two, Texas running back Jonathan Brooks. Number three, Michigan running back Blake Corum. At number four, Braylon Allen, running back from Wisconsin. Keith, through the first four, how are we feeling? What, 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 what's your initial reaction to that? I mean,
1: we don't have to go far, right? We could start with number one, J- Trey Benson sitting at RB1. Man, I, I think that's a selection that not many people uh, were expecting, right? You are expecting maybe a Jonathan Brooks, maybe a Blake Corm, a Braylon Allen, right? Because Trey Benson, I guess we would say production, right, stats at Florida State doesn't necessarily equal rb1 right he doesn't necessarily have the resume so i want to ask you what went into that for you when it comes to putting trey benson at running back once and he's the best running back in this class
0: listen uh, you know trey benson listed at six foot one 225 pounds and like you said keith like you know and the production has been good for him right back-to-back years of close to a thousand you know 2022 154 carries 994 yards just six yards shy of a thousand nine rushing touchdowns 2023 156 rush yards 905 yards 14 rushing touchdowns he's averaged close to six uh yards per carry back-to-back years 2022 6.5 and then 2023 5.8 for me when i just look at the 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 total skill set this is a guy that is physical downhill run style but the open field speed and acceleration is something you just do not, you're not prepared for, for a guy at his size and frame, right? But I also came away really impressed with his ability to catch the football, not just like screens and flat routes, I think it was against Clemson, you watch him run rail routes and wheel routes down the sideline, tracking the ball, playing it at the catch point against, I think it was Barrett Carter, the linebacker from Clemson, and things of that nature. He can run routes out of the backfield. He's got with that special teams. Um, I think he's a kick returner. I think he got a, a couple of touchdowns or at least a touchdown uh, this season. So you see the ability to work in traffic and weave. And, you know, he, is he going to be the most elusive, like, you know, two-step, just kind of shake you out your shoes, make you know, no, he's not go, he's not gonna take you dancing with the stars. That's not the type of running back you're gonna get out of him, but he's still able to kind of weave in and out and read and cut well. I think he, for me, is it's a situation where the narrative is like, all right, well, they didn't feed him. Well, I mean, they had Toe feely right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Who's a explosive good back in his own right and and i think mike norvell they just had so many weapons keith johnny wilson keon coleman jaheem bell Toa Feely, like they just had a, a you know a lot of weapons where it's like man we can't really feed just one back right you know compared to what we see with michigan and blake Corum, where you just get fed the rock play after play after play but just watching the ability for him to be physical to to set the tone And then to change the pace. And for me, with that full skill set, I'm like, yeah. And and the tread on the tires is still good, baby. The tread on the tires is still good because he never eclipsed 160 rush attempts in the season. So that's why for me, the the complete skill set, the athleticism, the size, and then also the less wear and tear makes him my RB1 right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Let's let's go to number two, and it seems like we're going in order. But I promise you, this is just what's most intriguing to me about this list. uh cause it, with Jonathan Brooks at number two, uh, coming off the ACL injury, I, I I'm because I watched him right now. I and we had this conversation. I, I like Jonathan Brooks. I do think he's a solid player. I want to ask you this: Is there any fall off between Trey Benson and Jonathan Brooks? And then also, how are you negotiating? The ACL injury, right? Like in in just his play style overall, and that's because that's what people are going to want to know, right? Because you're throwing out the conversation of being RB one, or are we is 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 he what you see on film elite enough? Do you think that it'll be able to hold throughout an ACL injury the way he could potentially fall to RB five or RB six?
0: I think you know, especially you know, with with the ACL, of course, modern medicine modern medicine has changed the way we view ACLs now, where guys just kind of bounce back a lot faster. They keep. They're able to keep more of that athleticism and explosiveness, or whatever it is. They, they're not zapped of that juice and everything as much as we used to see back in the day. Uh, With him, he's probably you know a guy that's gonna you're you're gonna dynasty fantasy leagues. You're gonna draft and stash right that first year. You don't expect a whole lot of him because he's he's got to get over that mental hurdle. Even when he's cleared and he's good to go that mental hurdle of trusting his that knee to be able to plant and cut and do the different things he's able to do. This is a guy that fits that zone scheme very well to me uh, reads and processes. I, I love his process in terms of being able to go from patient to, um, from from patient to pursuit to where he's like you know slow to slow too fast through that phrase we talk about with running backs where he presses and then he mm-hmm. cuts up very well he's a, yep. a, a talented receiver at the backfield as well uh, yep. you know good in pass protection the thing that you know when you talk about the drop off between him and for me between him and, and benson benson's a much more explosive athlete in my opinion where benson that long speed is long speed where once yeah, he gets, you know, just like a receiver, when that receiver stacks you who runs a 4-4, four, four, you're going to feel that 4-4 four, because four, you're not going to catch that 4-4. Four, four. And I think that's the difference where I feel like uh Jonathan Brooks athletically doesn't measure up to where Trey Benson is. But I do think he's a good back, man. I think he's a guy that could be a RB1, especially for these zone schemes Uh and teams that, it's no more true bell cows anymore, first off, Keith. No, So it's like, I not. think he'll be a good RB1, especially for a stable, for, for a good one-two punch.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I thought it was interesting just, you know, looking at Jonathan Brooks, right, and just obviously from what you see on TV, and then when you actually dive in the film and you focus on who the player is outside of necessarily results, and you grade the athletic profile, right, that, that will – Translate to the NFL, but DP. Let's keep this thing going, man. We can talk about we talk about running backs one through three, one through four, right? Get into picks one through seven as far as your running back rankings and who you have kind of in that sweet spot, right? Which potentially could be a good value spot because you know the NFL, they you know tend to devalue running backs, but you could also Mm -hmm. find. Really talented running backs, right in that situation. So, coming up next, man, pick five through seven.
0: When buying tickets to your next favorite and big event, whether it's a mu- uh, a musical concert, a football game, a basketball game, or whatever, you shouldn't have to worry when it comes down to buying those tickets. But if you wait to the last minute, you will. But let me introduce you to the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all those needs, right? The sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you is called Game Time. With Game Time, they offer last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy. And this is my favorite part. Game time shows the views from every seat in the venue. So before you purchase your ticket, you know what vantage point you. Will have right now, guys. The Baltimore Ravens are hosting in the AFC divisional playoff game at home. All right, they're hosting it at home, and you can get tickets before the game arrives. They have tickets as cheap as $194 on the Game Time app right now. So, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right now with so many different viral infections going on and in the air right now. Okay, we don't like it. We don't need that stuff. Right. I can imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I love, my wife, my son, my mother in law, my mother. If one of them were to uh, end up sick and, and while the supply chain issue kept them from having the life saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, respiratory infections, skin infections, cyanitis, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use our offer code locked on for $20 off your order. All right, guys. Went through picks one through four. The dp man, uh, yeah
1: go ahead real, real quick i i i listen i, I told the people we were going to go picks five through seven right but i i'm, I'm sorry i got to go backwards just a little bit man and i, I want to jump into the 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 running back that you have ranked number four and that's a high profile name this was rb1 for a lot of people right and that is wisconsin's running back and allen but DP, I know we talked in the summer, and this has been a continued conversation, right? Where I believe that the meter, right, or you talk about draft stock, right? I think it's it was up, it was down, it went up a little bit, it went down a little bit. So to be completely honest, before you dropped your rankings, I had no idea what Braylon Allen was going to come in on your list, but he still came in at pick four, right, at RB four for you. So I kind of want to get the conversation of the good and bad, right? Because Mm -hmm. I know there were some things that you were out on with Braylon Allen, but he still came in at RB four for you, which is pretty good, right? So I want to yeah. talk about both sides of that coin when we talk about the the prospect, uh, the running back prospect that Braylon Allen is.
0: Man, I mean, Keith, this this is a guy, a young man, because I think he's still at nineteen 20 years old. Whatever. Yeah, people love to bring that up, right? Let's say 6'2", 245. Yeah, he turns he'll he'll be twenty years old January the twentieth, right? So you right know. On the corner just right around the corner young guy right you know in, in three consecutive years over 950 yards rushing 12 back-to-back years in 2021 and 2022 it's over 1200 and he's got 12 to uh, you know double digit touchdowns you know 35 touchdowns in three years uh he's got a little bit of a fumbling issue he's got two years of four uh at least four fumbles where you want to see him clean that up but for me it's just some things that like even though he's young some things just aren't going to improve. The lateral agility, right? The, the foot quickness, things of that nature, that's not going to improve as much because of his build, his size, the the physical nature of, of what he's what he is, right? And and I think this is a guy he I think he is patient enough. Gap scheme, I think downhill, he's gonna be somebody I think could lead a rushing attack, right? We we watched Gus Edwards lead the Baltimore Ravens running attack, right? Being the RB one for that team. Okay, we've seen that. So I think teams that want to run the ball and be uh, physical and get vertical and get downhill. Right. And kind of set that tone. He can do that. He he's to me. I think he's a better version of A.J. Dillon. You know, what I mean, so it's like big, strong can, you know, run downhill. He's got to continue to improve in pass protection. Right. You can't be 6'2", 245 and not be a powerhouse in pass protection. Right. Because that that's that's just not going to cut it. And he's not he's not an ideal third down back, right? He's not going to run a a ton of routes. He's not going to give you much in the passing game. He can catch the ball, but it's like, okay, well, yeah, you're going to catch the ball where? Just in the flats, right? It's going to be just a check down option. Whereas, you know, I look at some of these other backs, which you're going to get into in just a second, uh, guys that can run more routes, guys that can do a little bit more things. And he does have open field speed, but I just think physically he's a limited guy from an agility standpoint. And 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 his game is limited to just being that physical downhill guy. And again, he's to me he's going to be a um, how to put this key a high volume runner. Where like to really you know what I mean? If you want to see, if you want to believe he's he could be like a high end RB one, he's going to need twenty carries a game. He's going to need that. I'm going to be honest with you. He's going to need that Derrick Henry workload, in my opinion. Where you allow him to just you build the offense where it's him first, passing game second. Now is that a winning recipe? No, but that's if you want to get to that ceiling for him, that's where it needs to be, in my opinion, Keith. But I, I think he's a good back. I, I think he's a little overhyped compared to what the consensus is. Um, it has been over the, since he got to, to Wisconsin. I get it he's young, all that big. He he looks like a video game running back, but there's some things that he I, I just, you know, from a running standpoint, the runnability I don't like. But Keith, I'm gonna tell you something though. My, my, my number five back. I, I've said this on this pod before. If you're looking for the Tajay Spears of 2025, it's Oregon running back Bucky Brooks. This is right.
1: one of my guys, also. I like one Bucky. of my
0: dudes. Right, number six, we got USC running back Marshawn Lloyd, and then at number seven, we got Kentucky running back Ray Davis. Keith, you said Bucky Brooks is you know, Bucky Bucky Irving is one of your guys. Keith, I, I think, man, the the size and everything is similar to you know height weight similar to Tajay. The cutting ability, the patience, mm-hmm. the, the, the dynamic ability, the explosiveness in open field, and he can catch the ball. Man, somebody I think and when you look at Kyron Williams, you've seen Tajay Spears, we're seeing um, you know, just smaller backs that, that aren't the Braylon Allen's and and the Trey Bensons of the world. We're seeing these smaller backs have more success in the NFL. And it's really fun to see, Keith, because the old adage of just looking like a a NFL running back like you can look like it doesn't mean you are one like these guys can play man and I'm I'm really happy to see James Cook the way he's playing that's another potential kind of comp for Bucky Irvin as well
1: yeah no I I, I like Bucky and the thing is this that he's small but I don't think he's slight right like he's I don't I don't get the narrow build from him so I think he he has pretty good contact balance and he's gonna be able to make some plays in the offense And you're talking about being a um potential complementary piece that can catch people off guard. And I'm going to throw out this situation, and I don't think he's this type of player. But I do think how the Lions use Jameer Gibbs, I can see Bucky Irving being used in that way as far as a workload, right? And then as the year continues, right, he gets more and more of a workload, and then he can be that real change of a pace back that by the time you get to the end of the season, he can be leading a rushing attack, right, for, you know, like through through the back end from weeks, you know, 13 through 17 and then into the playoffs and do some different dynamic things. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I like Bucky Irvin. DP, somebody that nobody's talking about at all would be USC's running back Marshawn Lloyd. And to come in at at, at option six for you, um, I thought it was a, a rather interesting, I guess, positioning for him, especially a running back nobody talks about. So what were some of the things that you liked when you seen
0: Man, I think you know. Let's say five nine two ten. Keith, I think he runs with behind his pads. I think he runs with good, you know, uh, low center of gravity, good build. But also, I think he's he's he he gets yards after the contact after the uh, after contact. But he makes guys miss an open field. Is he the most explosive and dynamic back? No, and I think. But but prior to the injury, he had at US S. I'm gonna say USC at South Carolina. Right. But, you know, if you, you remember from recruiting, this was one of the more highly touted high school running backs. Right. And I remember watching his highlight reel. I'm like, this is an explosive dude. Now, he, he doesn't have that same level of explosiveness as much because that injury did take a little bit from him. But I still think he's got good juice, good enough juice in the in, in open field, quick footed, uh, you know, elusive. But he catches the ball out of the backfield as well. He's mm-hmm. going to be a guy that, you know, again, complimentary piece. He may not be the RB one full-time for an offense, but I think this is a guy that can absolutely make plays in both the run and pass game.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I I view him like that, and I I do want to, obviously, the ACL. Then the other part that kind of caught me up with Marshawn Lord DP, real quick, is the size, right? Because I Mm -hmm. think he's... Bucky Irving, you can categorize as explosive, right? Yeah. I think Marshawn Law you categorize as, like you said, quick footed at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And I, I wonder just him, what's the negotiation between it, right? Like, would there be will his athleticism be tapped in the NFL? And how much will he be able to make defenders miss, right? And be able to get vertical. I, I do like him from the mental perspective, right? Like he's yeah. very intelligent, runner, very intelligent running back. Um, so I that that was kind of the part that kind of caught me up. With Marshawn Lord because it was also the size. Now, if he was maybe, you know, like 5'11, six foot, 220 pounds running like that, and you say, okay, you really have something, right? But the fact that, you know, you're right around 200 pounds five nine is five eight is right it's like okay yeah what do i exactly do with the skill set so i thought that part was, was was it made the watch interesting because there are a lot of things like you say that when you watch them it's a lot of things that you like right especially um even his time spent at south carolina i think was it the kentucky game he had a really big game against kentucky uh you know just in that backfield and he and he was able to do some things with dp let's keep rolling man we have picks we knocked out picks four through five through seven i'm sorry with this segment but coming up next man we're gonna round out the top 10 picks eight through ten Coming up next.
0: Guys, we just wrapped up Christmas. We wrapped up the NFL regular season, but we're now in the NFL playoffs and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. Let me repeat that. New customers get $150 in bonus bets back fully guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use to start. And there's so many different ways to bet. Um, guys, like live same-game parlays, finding bets in the new Explorer tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. Guys, and so much, and I mean so much more. All you need to do is this go and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first better layup. Go and visit FanDuel.com slash lock on locked on and make your first better layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Run this thing out, Keith. You know, at number eight, we got Notre Dame running back Audric Estime, At number nine, this name may is gonna age some of us. Frank Gore Jr. And then at number 10, Clemson running back, a uh, Will Shipley, man, and, and Keith. I, I like Audric Estime is a guy that I, I think you know listed at what 511 228 right that bowling ball NFL type of build he's going to be a a fun option for a team that that wants to just be physical right and I think about them teams up north Keith like the 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 cold weather teams I think you know for me I would love to see him honestly with the New York Giants, you know what I mean? I, I, Saquon's on uh, the one year, the, the, the franchise tag. And he even said, I don't know, I, basically Saquon put put it on New York, either tag me again or let me walk. Like, you know what I mean? If you're not going to give me a contract, let, let, let's mm-hmm. not wait until March to figure this out. Let's just let me know what I'm getting myself into. But if Saquon's gone, right, Um, they, they drafted Eric Gray last year. I think if that was going to be the case and you want to move with a younger cheaper option that, that running back. I think Audrey Esme would be a good fit for that day ball offense, especially getting downhill, being physical. And again, those cold-weathered games, like you need somebody like this. You need a guy like this that can really attack the interior. But I think he has good speed in open field. I think it was a North Carolina State game where he had a 60, 70-yard run, and he made a guy miss and worked around him. And you know what I mean? And then he just kind of pulled away from everybody. And it was just like – All right, big boy got some wheels to him as well, man. But he's kind of one of the more—he was a very productive back. But I know he's probably going to be like a day three pick for a lot of teams because he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield a ton in terms of route running and all that type of stuff, and you know making guys miss with elusiveness and everything. But he's still a a good, capable back in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I want to ask you real quick: what what is the separation for between Aldrick Estime and a guy like Braylon Allen?
0: Well, Braylon Allen, of course, that you know size is going to be the first thing, right? That, that 6'2", 245 is going to separate both of them. I think they're both kind of gap scheme type of running backs. But I think that with him, with that size and, and everything, you're going to look at Braylon Allen and say, I feel more comfortable giving him a heavy, heavy workload and having him lead that power run game for multiple years, right? You know, the, the, the age, the youth is a big thing where, you know, I'm not really sure how old Audrey Esme actually is. I don't have his debate, but he's been in college for like three, four years, and he was in one year. But I think that's gonna be the big thing. It's just like neither one of them are the most elusive guy. But you think about just power, physicality, that former linebacker, uh used to hitting people that Braylon Allen was, you know, was accustomed to when he played the position. You see it in his run style. When he gets into the second level, the teeth of the defense, and he's already moving. Those, like, second-level and third-level defenders are not – like, he's a guy that's going to make you make business decisions because it's like, all right, if I don't catch him slipping, he's going to put me in the dirt, you know what I mean, where that bowling ball frame, that shorter, stockier bill from Estimate is still going to be able to, to to power through, churn the legs and everything, but he's not going to bring the exact same type of thump to the run game as a Braylon Allen.
1: Okay, no, I, I, I completely understand. That's what I said because you you – I guess – the the simple version of both of those guys right uh, some of they have some similarities right this is being mm-hmm. big power bags downhill gap scheme power scheme things like that but i want to talk about your last guy dp and this is a name um that big big time name dp because he was a big time recruit coming out of high school and that is clemson's running back will shipley coming in at number 10 um why not hire why pick 10 right like wh- what's the profile on him because I think a lot of people, and I think will be talked up, right? Because let's be honest, right? People going to make the simple comp and talk about him at running back and they're going to go Christian McCaffrey, right? So I want to talk about why at pick 10, right? He's behind, you know, Frank Gore Jr. He's behind uh, some of these running backs that you wouldn't expect him to be behind. So I want to ask you about Will Shipley, why you put him at pick 10?
0: For me, with Will Shipley, man, I love his game. You know, he's the best receiving back or, or he's top two. Best receiving backs in this class. I think he could honestly line up in the slot and play wide receiver, Keith. Truthfully. Route running, in and out of breaks, the cuts, everything. And I think for him, listen at 5'11, 205 pounds, probably get to the combines, and probably be 5'10, a buck 95. I think with him is that he doesn't give you a lot in the short game, right? In terms of moving the pile, like like run power, things like he's a tough runner. Don't get me wrong. Tough. Gritty guy, but I think his his best quality is more so as a pass catcher and in space. And I think he's going to be a change of pace back where you don't. I don't know if you can actually run the offense through him as a runner. You know what I mean? Where yeah, like even with like Jameer Gibbs, I felt like Jameer Gibbs handled contact downhill better than than Will Shipley did. Think you know? he Think he's still an outstanding talent, but the the, the frame. Like I said, when they when they needed to go with fourth and one, third and two, unless you're getting a great push up front, I don't see him converting a lot of those because he just doesn't have the the the, the leg strength and power running downhill, uh to where it's like he's and it, he's a patient back, but he gets himself in trouble at times because he's a little too i right, I'ma just kind of you know wait this out it's like no get out of the backfield don't dance don't don't waste time it's the i think the speed of the game in the NFL is going to force him to speed up his process a little bit but mm-hmm. i think he's a good back i think just he's going to be predominantly a change of pace third down back give you a punt return ability as well Okay, no, nah,
1: and, and um, I'm glad you was able to talk about that because I think people, there, there is going to be the variance, right, of how people feel about Will Shipley, but then also just, like I said, the name, right, and th- does it get appropriately appropriately placed right to the value of the running back or is he a guy that's overdrafted underdrafted I think it's time at Clemson right has kind of been in between where you've seen some flash level plays but then there's also been inconsistencies with him as a running back and they've also what they've played Phil Maffa, right as part of that that real tote the rock in between the tackles type of play and that probably you know goes to your point as far as you know what he's good at and what he's able to do but D.P. Man, it wraps up your top 10, man. The running back guru, man. It wraps up, wraps up his top 10 running backs. And like we say, we'll continue to do these rankings, man, because listen, we get more data points, right? We get the senior bowl. We get the combine. We get the East-West shrine game, right? We, we get all of these different data points. We get pro day, right? And we get these height, weight. We get measurements. We get verified measurements. Um, So I'm going to show this thing is going to change a little bit, right? But DP, man, that wraps up our first episode of the rankings, right? We're going to go through these position rankings. And I want to say this, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. If you haven't hit that like button, go ahead and hit that like button. If you haven't commented, comment, drop your top 10. This is a conversational piece, right? We want to see who you guys have ranked and what is your order of the top 10 running backs, man. And then if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. But man, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X, at the talent code, man. That is my co-host right there, the running back guru, man. Damian Parson, you can find him at DP underscore NFL, like we like to see. Y'all talk to us because we like to talk back.
0: Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked on NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. shout out for being our everydayers on tomorrow's episode. I know, Keith, you did your wide receiver rankings. Maybe we get a little bit into that and keep these positional rankings going, man. But, guys, listen, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day.